Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river Howdy, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Texish and back to our slightly more regular, scheduled, lighthearted, goofy programming. We have got a normal episode. A very normal, joyous episode <laughs> full of all things Texas. All things Texas. Follow us on Instagram at TexasPod for any resources that we continue to post as far as people you can donate to, organizations that you can help out as they help out the community of Uvalde. And last time I checked, they had, I think, reached their goal. So Victims Fund so, has reached $2 million, but we are I'm aware... I'm not saying it's because of us, but I'm also not saying it's not because of us. It's not because of us either, because now that we're past it, it is about us. Just kidding. Anyway, before we get to our segments, as always, we have our not sponsors. Not sponsors. They don't sponsor they us. They give us zero attention for all the attention we drive their way. Our first not sponsor for this episode of Texas is Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Will he ever age? Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Is he ever going to stop being a dick and just quit acting? Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. How many Mission Impossibles do we really need? Tom Cruise. Cruise. The best day of my life was when my wife said, I hate his face. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Seriously, how is this guy still acting? Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. What's the tallest building in the world? That's where he is. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Who's the shortest man in the world? That's who he is. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. That was a short joke to a man I am jealous of. Tom Cruise. Endangering production since 1990. <laughs> <laughs> did, didn't they decide that the rant that he went on during COVID was like a good rant? I think overall they right. decided that that was okay. That they, one was They fine. forgave him. He was, un, he was not canceled for that. Yeah. But that does lead me to our next not sponsor, Scientology. <laughs> Scientology. <laughs> Is it a cult? Scientology. Scientology. Paying a lot of money for high power. Scientology. Scientology. Hiding the most powerful people's secrets since 1964. Scientology. Hi, I'm pretty much magic. Scientology. I have 50,000 planets and no, I'm not insane. Scientology. The one religion to rule the world. Scientology. The one religion that even the crystals and science people are like, wait, they believe what? Scientology. Even they can't make Tom Cruise tall. Scientology. You know you're crazy when even the no bra wearing blue haired male female person is like, that's kind of crazy. Scientology. It was made up by a fiction writer. Scientology. Scientology. (laughs) I think the the lesson here is if it's in a book written by a fiction writer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a book. It's probably just a book. Pro- um, I, do you think if he found out now, like, hey, there's a whole crazy oppressive... I think he'd be super happy about it. Really? Or do you yeah, think I think he like, would be like... Wait, they took that seriously? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think this was the whole point. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. They have... Dude, it's a whole thing. They have a lot of power. They have Didn't a lot we... of power. <laughs> Our friend Steven, you remember when we first met yeah. him, he told the story of like going to a Scientology party? Uh-huh. 
the girl didn't tell him that's what that was. Like they often don't. They well, our friend Steven said, I met this girl and we were talking and she said, We should go on this date to this gathering I'm going to. He said, Cool. And then five minutes in he realized, Oh, this is a Scientology meeting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh man, this is um not what I expected. This is not what I wanted. You guys are all way too nice. And I'm now leaving. Yes. Yeah, what cult would you join if you had a chance? If I had a chance to join a cult? Yeah. Oh man, there's so many good ones to choose from. Um, I wish I could join a cult of personality. <laughs> I just prefer being a part of the cult that is Texas. Oh, oh. Part of the best cult in the world. <laughs> um, you know, I always wished I was an Aggie, so there's that cult. It is a fun cult. <laughs> it is. A, have you followed any of the Jimbo Fisher and um, Nick Saban stuff? I haven't really. Just no. really just quick. Like really I know, quick. yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get to our hey, segment. This is, this is, te- this is Texas, Texas is important. Yes. Yeah, yeah, let's go. So Nick Saban, with all of the NIL deals that yeah. kids coming out of high school going into college can make now. Make like where, bucks. Yeah, you make yeah. money off your name, image, likeness, which sure. makes sense. It does. He straight up like accused Jimbo and A&M of having like an $80 million NIL budget to recruit its players because we had the number one recruiting class of 2022. Yeah. And that could be true. I, as yeah. an Aggie, I will say 100%, like 100%. That could be true. But it was a baseless claim. And Jimbo just fired off on this guy. He was like, you media people always take his side and yada, 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 yada. And then everyone else is like, hey, Jimbo, you should probably win something, whether you're paying people or not. It's just become this whole, like, Kardashian-level gossip, mm-hmm. petty catfight between... I love that. Nick. Really, it's like a presidential race. It's two old white men that are decent at their jobs just going at it with each other. But <laughs> it's pretty fun to watch. Oh, to be old and white. Anyway, gig em. I'm part of the cult. <laughs> <laughs> honestly though uh mormons i i just want access to the special underwear clean diet like clean diet healthy lifestyle um, family I would, oriented. Dude, i'd be so ripped are you kidding me <laughs> like i i no caffeine no not, drinking like if I would, you're not ripped and paid i would just so like already. it makes sense why they have so many wives that's all i'm saying because <laughs> they're so because they're so attractive yeah. <laughs> and so nice do any of your nude models they don't have any choices are they are they mormon maybe can Mormons be nude models? Um, I don't What's know. What's a Mormon stance? Parker, what's a Mormon stance on nudity? Do you know? Hey, by the way, guys, uh, we have a intern with us today. She has her own mic. She's super excited to talk on the podcast. Uh-huh. It's Parker. her favorite thing. Introduce yourself. Hi, And I'm you've Parker. reached your two-word limit. Back to and our back show. To us. It's about us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I would be a Mormon. That, okay. that would be my All right. thing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. What about that. you? Like, truly, if you could I'd be part of a cult. Still be a Christian. Still, yeah, fair. Yeah. That's a good cult. Mm, you know. It's strong. I would be a part of a mega church. I think that's. The oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll yeah. make that dig. You make that like They're, righteous gemstones. Do you hear that? Yeah, yeah. All, mega churches, y'all are cults. y'all are cults. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> so, speaking of crazy things, cult and cult adjacent. Do you want to talk about uh, our small town of the week? <laughs> I'm very curious now. Okay, terrible segue. But here's the thing: <laughs> there is a city in Texas called Aurora. It's in okay. Wise County. Now, the population is low. It's like 1,200 people. Okay. That's bigger than I expected. Bigger than you expected, but it's, you know, very small. It's near, like, Decatur. Okay. Here's the event, because it is connected to the town. So, our small town is, is Aurora, Aurora, but the event is now. The event is in April 17th, 1897. Okay. A UFO crashed on a farm in Aurora, Texas, United States. Okay. Back that up. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh here's the thing man a ufo crashed on a farm and 
The best part is they claim to have buried the spaceman in the Aurora Cemetery. So the person who found, you know, who are we found sure the wreck, it wasn't just the Wright brothers? We aren't positive. Okay. It could have been the Wright brothers. Okay. <laughs> they were doing crazy stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, at this point, they'd be dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, they claim to have retrieved a not-of-this-world pilot who they then buried in the Aurora Cemetery mm-hmm. and put a stone grave over the uh, over it as a, a stone over the grave as a marker. Okay. That has since been removed because of repeated attempts at vandalism. <laughs> Aurora Cemetery will not let anybody exhume the grave. So, so it is there's still, still there. Something there's still something there. buried there, but they will not allow anybody to examine it. In the Dallas Morning News, they write about the UFO crash and it is said to have hit a windmill on the property of Judge J.S. Proctor who two days earlier uh, had reported its its crash at mm-hmm. 6 a.m. They think it was a hoax because he wanted the town to kind of grow in tourism yeah. because the railroad had passed them by. And like we've talked it about, always comes it back always to comes the back to the railroad. Dude, this railroad thing, this is, I mean, it's going to be big. Yeah. Uh, so they think that it was it was a you know a hoax, but yeah. the judge says that he had to close that well up because it gave him arthritis after the crash, okay. thinking that, that the discarded remnants had polluted the water. And there have been UFO files investigations. There have been um, various newspapers talk yeah. about it. They've tried to use ground-penetrating radar, and the results are unconfirmed. So does that mean... That means there's something there, but they will not confirm what, what it, it is. is or what it is not. Mm-hmm. So is it safe to say if it was for sure not a UFO or not a mm-hmm. alien space life form that yeah. we would confirm that? You would think, right? Right. It has been on ancient aliens, uh, UFO files, everything you need to know is wrong. And a BBC show. What if it was just the village idiot from the aliens that helped the Egyptians make the pyramids? Yeah. Like those aliens that helped them and then they left and this one alien. And this guy was like late. Just, he's like, oh crap, I got to. Uh, yeah. And, bah! and then he landed in Aurora, Texas. Yeah. And then there's all these Comanches and it's coming like, around. It's like so I'm sure the locals so... are like, who's that? And then shot it. Right. Hmm. Or the alien gets out and is like, this is not what I signed up this for. And not... just eats it himself. <laughs> Wow, I'm so glad I we need to do a Texas Goes episode. <laughs> obviously, Aurora's pretty close. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it's in Wise County. That's okay. like two and a half hours, three hours. Something That's like that. crazy. Yeah, and so legit. The to this day, the county won't let you will not let you exhume. Yeah, does it say why? Is there any? Because I feel like at this point, right. what's the point of guarding that? It's a private cemetery. They uh, they so the cemetery itself is a historical landmark because it it maintains it over eight hundred graves. Okay. Well, it has over eight hundred graves of um, people who died in the Mexican America Mexican American War, the Civil War, uh, Texas Revolution. Like really happy yeah, stuff. Yeah, all sorts of fun things. All sorts of wonderful. So things. it's historical, and they yeah. they don't want to. What's the right word? Solely the reputation, solely or uh, vandalize, but it's clear which one is the alien. It is right. They know it's actually not marked anymore, so they know where it is. uh, But they won't tell anybody. They won't tell anybody else, dude. I wonder what that ritual ceremony is like. Like if you're voted on a city council Mm -hmm. and they bring you into the room and you drink the blood, and they're like, "Hey, this is where the the alien alien is." 
Or maybe they're like, hey, by the way, this is where the alien yeah. is. Don't talk about it. Yeah. It's like a really weird thing. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. What sucks is it's probably just like some white person and it was like not cool to kill your own back then. So they were like, we got to cover this up somehow. I like to think. Wait, what a, if by uh, alien they just meant Mexican? Different kind of alien. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. I like to think that that a uh, I, what's the PC word these days? Little person, <laughs> maybe just a like a like a Hispanic little person invented a just new flying machine a and just and like, they were like it fell out of the sky. Well, right, like, that's a long way for them, but it was really but, you know, just, it's just. But seriously, we need to go. I'm I'm just again. I'm curious about. I am too, man. We're over a hundred years removed, and they're still like, no, don't, no, you can't, you can't, you can't yeah. do it. Just what reason? Just let us see what it is. All I'm saying is, if it, if it is a hoax, it was pretty effective. We're still not talking quite about Area it. 51, but like near like Area 52, yeah, area like well, 63. Before, this was before Area 50. That's after, what's crazy. 50 years after, is, right? Uh, you said 1897. 18, yeah. Oh yeah. So before Area. So 50. way before that. Yeah. Uh, 50 years later was Roswell. Yeah. yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. So maybe Roswell took some notes. If you know anybody um, from Aurora, dude, maybe the Roswell guy was just looking for his buddy in Aurora. Yeah. And then cried. Why did these aliens and he always was like, choose? He was like, "I'm looking for Aurora," and he was like, "Colorado? Oh no, Texas." Texas and, tried and to turn then around fell in and the then middle. Fell in. Yeah. These aliens have a way of picking garbage dude. places. Yeah. You know. I mean, they never pick the fun places, right? Like if like dumb white chicks can pick Austin, you think a smart alien could pick like somewhere smart? You think, man? What do you think, Parker? No comment. No comment. All right, cool. No comment from the intern. <laughs> good. So good. Spe- speaking of crazy things happening mm-hmm. and significant people, uh, who's our Texas? Our badass? Texas badass is somebody that I actually made a mental note to highlight a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. I went and saw her show. Oh. And I don't think I've even talked to you. I just somehow my brain's there. It, it's there, but we know, think there's a lot of jumbleness going on. Yeah, yeah. But Shannon Sedwick, the founder of Esther's Follies, the oh, comedy yeah. show on Sixth Street. So she's known as the mom of the Follies. Shannon manages to produce the show, wrangle the writers meeting, and meet and greet every audience member coming and going through Follies doors. Her favorite characters that she's done through the years are strong political ladies like Ann Richards, Hillary Clinton, and all and her all-time front runner, Patsy Cline. She still does the Patsy Cline bit, even the Patsy even Cline's the Patsy, dead, yeah. which is great. Um, I love and that for her. And yeah, she is the actual founder and organizer of Esther's Follies, which did its first show in, pulling it up right here, 19... 19- like 77 so it's been going for 40 years Mm -hmm. and it was really cool because me and jenny and our friend elizabeth went and saw the show and there was this older lady at the at the front handing out pamphlets greeting you and i was like oh that's a cool staff member and then she's the first one who talks in the show and come to find out like the actual og founder is still in the cast still the head writer still making the show go and Esther's Follies is one of the most famous like live comedy shows in the country to this day. Mm-hmm. I guess just with all the other stuff that goes on in Austin, I didn't even you realize. You forget about it, yeah. yeah. You forget about it, and and it's still in that same theater, right? Um, so they moved? moved. They've moved locations a couple of times, but as far as I know, um, so the tavern was like the OG location, the OG location, which yeah. they went back to in 2018. Okay. So the location they're in now is the original location, but they jumped to a few other places mm-hmm. in between. Because for a while there, they were on Sixth Street. 
And they're so they're back on yeah. Sixth Street, and and it's actually it's fun because you go to the show and there's windows that yeah. look out to out. Sixth Street. Yeah. So like the cast. Well, they'll is, they'll like razz people who are walking by. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't know. I just thought it was so cool Dude, that yeah. you know she moved from L.A. to go to UT. She joined a bunch of different acting groups mm-hmm. when she was at UT in the '60s. And just kept going and has been a very prominent figure in the comedy scene Dude. and in the film scene in Austin. And I, I'm sure she gets a lot of credit in the circles that she runs around in. But at large, like, it's Pro- worth saying hey, that she deserves quite a bit of props for yeah. every weekend doing a 8 p.m. and a 10 p.m. at Esther's Follies on 6th Street. Still going. Still going strong. So, yeah. And if you have a chance, go check out Esther's Follies. Great show. Like, very SNL, yeah. vaudeville type of vibes. And it was. It's like if SNL had a baby with a crossdresser. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If or, SNL sorry, had a ba- uh, baby with RuPaul's it's Drag like Race, it's like if SNL was funny, um, <laughs> it would be Esther's Wallies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just a fun show, and it has magic. There's it has a, magic. There's a magician yeah. doing stuff, and you'll get to shake hands with Shannon as you're walking the in the door. Founder of Esther's the founder Follies. of Esther's Follies. So go check that out. It was also interesting because it was the same week we went to Vulcan and mm-hmm. saw the stand-up show. Yeah. And it I, it was really cool to see you know the two different the two very yeah, different very different types of comedy because I agree or disagree Esther's Follies and I think like sketch comedy so the why am I blanking on the name uh, the Chicago troupe what are Second uh, City uh, Second City of yeah. Bryson's Brigade like that crew tends to lean more left stand up yeah. tends to be more we're gonna make fun of everybody everybody. But it was cool to like go to two different types of shows and see what you laugh at and what you don't. Yeah. So if you're in Austin, go to Vulcan, watch some stand-up, then swing over to Esther's, watch the show, and say hi to Shannon. Say hi to Shannon for us. Yeah, so that's our Badass of the Week. I love it, man. And before we go any further, we also have an incredible sponsor that we would like to I shout love out. I sponsor. They are so good. That is such a good way to put it. They are... I just hope that they like prosper you know i i hope that they are always good i hope they're always in their posterity in their posterity our sponsor is good posterity posterity. they are a growing budding athletic clothing brand and organization that is founded right here in austin and you might be wondering if i can't buy shirts yet if i can't buy hats yet what is the best way i can engage with good posterity Great question, Seth, even though I'm the one who asked it. The best way to do that is to go join the Pickle Dow. So, like we said a few episodes ago, we talked about Texas and Bitcoin mm-hmm. and Web3 and what is happening here in Austin. Well, with all that buzz, we were intro to the Pickle Dow team who has put together a DAO all around pickleball. What's more Austin than that? For those that don't know, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. Basically, a community facilitated online where, in this case, owning an NFT gives you membership into a community and voting rights on the decisions that the community makes. On a secret date in the near future, the team at PickleDAO is dropping 737 unique chill pickles that gives members part ownership in a major league pickleball team, unlimited access to the social club they're building here in Austin, and exclusive access to the eco-conscious apparel that they're currently working on. I've personally seen and felt some of the performance hats. You've seen them. They're mm-hmm. slick looking. They feel they awesome. They look great. I love the logo. They're just, you know, you can go hiking in them. You can do a little work in them. You can play a little pickleball in them. Yeah. You can podcast in them. It's a hat for everything. Unlike other hats. 
that, that have limited that are made usage. For one thing. So you know we're all about supporting local businesses, and the other and the guys at Pickle Dow are building the next era of communities, apparel, and social sporting clubs for good-natured athletes like ourselves here at Texas. We're going to get the guys on the podcast soon and talk more in depth, but engage with them in the meantime through Twitter at Chill Pickle Dow or Chill Pickle Dao or on their site PickleDow.io. Sign up for their whitelist and get one of the water-based ink early access tees. Good posterity. Good posterity. That's the ad read. Go check them out. Good we, read. We, we dig these guys. I like these guys. They're fun. Truly uh, would not want to work with another apparel company. That, like, like, when, when this, we met this with is them, the one. we were actually pretty hesitant because mm-hmm. we thought, you know, we're the way our podcast is, the way we are, we're probably not a great fit for like certain things, apparel types of companies. Yeah. But talking to them more about how they want to cultivate community, how the, the unique way they're doing it, pickleball in general is really fun. All yes. the stuff they're doing, we thought, okay, this is something we can give our attention to. Absolutely. So go give your attention to it, listener. And I just burped away from the mic. <laughs> Thank you for burping away from the mic. You are welcome. I should set up like a specific burp mic. We, I wish we had a button. Just, just, just like, like a button. Like I'm I can actually burping. technically make one. Can you really? Yeah, theoretically. Don't do that now, but <laughs> and we just lose the entire the entire audience. It's thing. like, oh, this is now morning radio. Okay, this. All is right, fun. so we did do an episode about Uvalde. We did, and we were processing it in real time. Yes, we released that episode this past Thursday. If you haven't listened to it, feel free to go check it out. Again, it is Seth and I very much in real time processing. processing. Our thoughts, our emotions, our, our emotions, our feelings. Lots of cursing. <laughs> I mean, not a lot, but I mean, more, compared to our normal, more than episodes twenty something through fifty something. Because <laughs> we've been trying to be respectful sons who honor. Hey, man, we we actually have kept every single episode very clean, with few exceptions. With few exceptions. This past, this past week it was, was a very exception. much an exception. It was an outlier. Yeah, and it exactly. deserved. To be. It was an outlier and. A lot of ways. Well, an outlier in some ways, and unfortunately, an out, not an outlier when it comes to school shootings. Yeah. Um, but I was curious coming into this conversation mm-hmm. now that we've had some time, had a little bit of time. Um, what are you optimistic about? Not to be toxically optimistic. Yeah, yeah. We we did touch on like Texas can lead the way. I think we can. Here. I absolutely think we can. What is Seth optimistic about when it comes to? where texas goes from here Mm, the majority of my optimism comes from the outpouring of aid Mm -hmm. that was quick it was overwhelming in some ways but in a good way the texas communities that i like to consider myself part of you know the brands that i follow heb lyc these types of institutions are extending help in a way that goes beyond thoughts and prayers, mm-hmm. which was our big critique. Yeah. Taking nothing else away, take away from that last episode that simply saying that you're thinking about something is the worst type of virtue signaling. Yeah. And what it made me happy to see is that not only are the pillars of the Texas community pushing aid. Wow. Do you hear that? That's I my do. stomach. Did the mic catch that? Wow. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. Oh, man. I just want to clarify that, just, that was uh, my tummy. 
Your stomach, do you ever, do you ever your have, stomach hates Texans, apparently. Do you ever have rumblings in your stomach that are like between your like butthole and your stomach? So, like so off topic, but yesterday I had um, three different protein supplements. Like I was just on the move, so I had two protein bars and a protein shake, and like, like honestly, I felt like my whole body was just a big gas just, balloon. <laughs> And, and just vibrating. Do you ever eat a protein bar and then later fart a lot? And you're like, why am I farting so much? And, and then it's like, realize, oh, yeah, it's oh, the protein I, bar. The protein bar. Yeah. I mean, I eat, look, don't eat protein bars. They're not good for you. They're really They're, not. It's just to get enough protein. Sorry to disrupt us. Um, Keep going. Anyway, so what, I, what am I optimistic about? I'm optimistic that overall, every single Texan that I have talked to and seen is all about giving aid in the best way they can, mm-hmm. which means that we are here for each other. Mm-hmm. And that is the most important part to me mm. is that as Texans, we are banding together and trying to help. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm off. What about you? What are you optimistic about? I optimistic about that. It's, yeah. Seeing HEB just step up, mm-hmm. especially it's cl- close to home for HEB. It's close to home. HEB yeah. was founded in Kerrville. That's uh-huh. an hour and a half away from Uvalde. Like, it's yeah. not just a Texas brand, but it is a South Texas in origin. Its reasons, yeah, origins. So that to date has been interesting. You know, as little as I spend time on social media, yeah, like five minutes a day. Yesterday it was all BS, frankly. Yeah. Um, but I'm optimistic because overnight it's almost like a small minority of people that's growing have realized that thoughts and prayers don't mean dick in this situation less than and have seen people like friends people Mm -hmm. in my small circle like posting things that are helpful from a like and and even owning hey i've realized i've been very extreme Mm. in my thought in my thoughts and prayers Here's what I'm doing. And yeah. I, I had two friend, two separate friends post like, here's a template I made to email your congressman or to sure. email your rep. That's that, really, that's very I mean, yeah. as, as lo- it, that sounds like a low bar, but like. It's so helpful. It took them five minutes to make a template. And then it, it takes will me take you a minute. Two, yeah, yeah. A minute to copy paste and email Brooks Landgraf or email. Which is what we were talking about yesterday. Yeah, it like, is not enough to say thoughts and prayers. You have to follow that up mm-hmm. with action. And, and I just, it feels like Texans historically put skin in the game. I feel that way. Whether we agree or disagree with what the Alamo was, there's a reality that we're a state founded on, like we fought for independence and to be, to be a Republic. We fought for what this is. We put skin in the game in our origins, and it's yeah. really cool to see as quickly as people looked like they were jumping to their virtue signaling. They took some steps back and are beginning to look at like, what can I do? Yeah. What should I do? And how? <laughs> <laughs> I, I. It makes me optimistic to see that people are beginning to leverage social media, which I tend to believe is just a tool for no good at all for some sort of good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe that's a step in the direction of unison of collaboration of better choices as a, as a small community of Texans that can grow. Yeah. So I'm optimistic about that. Good. Um, uh, yeah. Coming out of it is, it is nice to be more optimistic than not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy about that for yeah. sure. The, the one thing, there was one, one of those templates, the one feedback I had for that person is yeah. it began with, I'm not expecting a response. And sure. I said like, Hey, that rev works for you. 
you should be saying you expect a response. It doesn't have to be from your rep, but it should be from somebody on their yeah. staff. Well, as, as people who've emailed reps before yeah. with no response. No response from anybody. From anybody. It's... Ask me how many times I emailed Ted Cruz's office. How many times did you email Ted? 28 before I gave up. <laughs> Ask me how many times I texted Brooks Langraff. How many times? Once. Yeah. And he responded. Yeah. Honestly. Ask me how many times we've texted Allison Moore. Oh, dude. It, it doesn't matter because she responds she every responds. time. And she might not be a rep, but I'm and just look, saying, you know, there are people that work in government that mm-hmm, are responsive that are to their constituents. And it, it does seem the closer they are, the more responsive they are, mm-hmm. like the smaller they are. And maybe that's how it should be. I don't um, believe that. I don't care how big. You, if you're Ted Cruz, sure. you should have a team of people whose job, job is, to, is respond. to respond to every email that comes in the door mm. and to respond to it, not I mean, to look, templatize it. Like, yeah. And that I, might uh, sound impossible and blah, blah, blah. Their job. Their job. Right. I, I know. <laughs> I, I don't want to make an excuse for him. I, you, yeah. know, you know my stance. Obviously, yeah. I'm not going to excuse mm-hmm. any type of thing like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I respect that. Even Brooks Langraff's response to this mm-hmm. was much better mm-hmm. than a lot that I'd seen. Yeah. Yeah. So the media fallout being what it is, I don't know how much longer the focus will be helping the community. Mm-hmm. I never hoped that it would be very much. Yeah. Um, but I think we're, we're far beyond that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, we're now to what are the steps forward? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm still kind of thinking about how we ended that, that last podcast thinking about, is this, is this a freedom that we still deserve? Mm-hmm. So, and that's that, you know, I'm, I'm going to withhold, uh, dissecting that too much mm-hmm. until we get to talk with doc. Um, and dog. we get to talk with Allison. I, I mean, I think the next month, as much of our regularly scheduled programming as we're going to have, yeah, I would like to explore with you. Like, yeah, like where this is and where where it could go. What, what is, um, we're talking about guns. Talking right about now, guns, right? yeah. 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 Not, not talking these, about guns. Not these guns. Because I got the right to... I'm not even... I can't even... I, I got the right to bear arms. Yeah, the right to bear arms. Uh... <laughs> What if the founders did mean? They <laughs> have just, the right. They were just tired. You of have wearing, the right of the suit jacket. They were tired of the suit jacket and the cotton. Because it's kind of a lot. They were like, guys, we went from the UK yeah. where it's cold to like it's, it's it's really hot. It's kind of it muggy. Is June in Philadelphia. Y'all realize we mosquitoes. don't have electricity fans yet. Yeah, like like AC is is not even close to our smell consideration. Bad. We're hot. Can we just? You know, Washington's teeth are rotting out of his face. Like this is bad. This is a really bad. This situation. is a bad situation. If only that's what that. Meant. Can I just have a tank top? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Declaration no, of Independence um, was really just about: Can we please be warm? Can we be, please be cool when we're warm? Not and not that it matters. Where I am right now is that this is an unfortunate consequence, and is what people mean when they say the price of freedom. Mm-hmm. And this is the price that we have to pay if this is a freedom we want. Yeah. So collectively, we kind of have to decide if it's a price that we're willing to pay. Yeah. And you know it's crazy when even Aubrey Marcus is making sense. Yeah. The, the <laughs> second that that guy starts to make any type of logical any type of sense, actual, like, oh, like wow. oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is a big deal. The moment that I see Aubrey Marcus say something and think, I think that too. 
I'm like, something is off. Something what must is, be off yeah. with the people who make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, My first thought is, am I on drugs? Did I, my did second I? thought is, should I be on drugs? <laughs> and then my third thought is, wait, maybe this is a lot more maybe simple. Maybe this is a lot, yeah. Then, yeah. So, mm-hmm. as we said in the last episode, we'll say it here again, yeah. we will be exploring over the next few weeks gun ownership, gun legislation, gun responsibility. And specifically how Texas can be the model for how you do that. Yes. And how we should be. And how we should be. So, There's no reason we shouldn't be. Speaking of models. Um, speaking of models. I saw him. Yeah? I was, uh, so it was when I was at Esther's Follies, actually. Mm-hmm. And I don't go to 6th Street a lot. Like, I'm right. not some young Arkansas Wait, what? college university cool person. Yeah. So I just don't go there very much. Um, <laughs> no, no free shots point, for you. Yeah, no need to point fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and But we went to Esther's Follies, and we were walking down 6th Street from Best Pizza, which is mm-hmm. a good pizza spot, by mm-hmm. the way. A little slice of pizza. Any of our cool, young college family members and friends are ever yeah. on 6th Street, go check out the pizza place. Um <laughs> But we're walking up, and it's early enough in the night that, like, street performers are out. Yeah. And I didn't know this was on 6th Street, but there were those people who paint themselves. Yeah, like, silver and, silver like... Silver and... It's like, I'm a statue. I'm uh, a statue, and then a little and kid... And then a little kid takes a picture yeah. with him, and then and they, they scare like, him. rub his head, and it scares him, and they pee yeah. their pants, and the it's parents like are traumatizing, and, it's and then, like, $100,000 of, like, therapy. Like, there was a statue, and it wasn't... There anyway. was a statue... And it was a nude statue. At first, I thought it was you, and I was like, "Man, is Seth on the clock right now?" But are we Are we talking about that now? Is that a thing that we're letting? I'm people just gonna know? keep teasing. Okay. It. If you have a bachelorette party coming to Austin, Texas, feel free to hit up Texas Seth on uh, Instagram. He nude models for bachelorette yeah, parties. You can't afford me. Back to this model though. So the naked model painted like the statue of David, and I noticed it was a bit lean for the statue of David. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just looking waist up at this point. Right. And I'm like, man, it's like, I know it's Statue of David, but it looks a little bit lean. And David had hair, but this is bald. And then I'm, I'm scanning down. Mm-hmm. And I notice. Yeah. Something's missing. That there's one thing missing from this statue. It was a uniball. The uniballer. It was the uniballer. And that's what is, I, I'm scanning down. Yeah. And, and then on the bottom, it says... Lance Armstrong presents the Uniballer. Uniballer. And I realized, oh my gosh, it's Lance. And I look up at him, and he sees me. Does he give you a little little wink? And he winks, and he just goes, forever and always. Forever and always. And it scared the crap out of some kid that was taking a picture. (laughs) Yeah, that's the part that scared the kid. Yeah, it it wasn't the the Uniballer. Well, it is Austin. They're used to it at this point. Exactly. But yeah, I saw him. So saw him? again, if Dude, you're a young, maybe he's maybe he's hard up for <laughs> for money. That's good. That that was good. Thanks. That was really good. Appreciate it. Yeah. Dad jokes on point for our intern. <laughs> but yeah, the the ball's in his court for the next move that he's gonna make. Sorry, ball is in his court. Ball. The ball is in his court. I can't wait for him to hear these one day. Dude, we are going to get so sued. I'm Super. so excited. I like. We're going to get so sued. The moment that we that get. That cease and desist letter is going to hit us like a ton of bricks. The moment that we get like a defamation suit from oh Lance Armstrong. God. Please, 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 I'm please. going full Amber Heard on it. Full Amber Heard. I'm pooping Let's in his go. bed. I'm <laughs> cutting off his finger. I'm lying to everybody. 
and making a scene. You're going to start sure. dressing vaguely like him the day after. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm yeah. going to be a horrible actress while I'm at it. I'm a star in the next Aquaman. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to star in some B-grade movie about UFC fighting in the right? streets with high schoolers that look like 30-year-old men. It's going to be It's going to awesome. be great. That was a Never Back Down reference. That was a Never Back Down. For those of you below uh, like 25. Yeah. Um, there was a movie called Never What's Back Down. What's the actor's name who's in Blood Diamond? Uh, um, it's Hayden Christensen, isn't it? No, it's not Hayden. Mm. No, the the coach. Oh, yeah, the coach. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's I an actual remember. UFC fighter, though. Well, well, he was. He was a model. Yeah, kind of like some you. Fi- Yeah, and then uh, did some UFC fighting and is now like just a great actor. He's a really good actor. Yeah. He's one of those actors that he just pops up in movies like Blood Diamond and you're like, wait. You're like, you're good. You're like really good you're like, at you're this. You're like, why, why did that one dude, why was that other guy in Star Wars? Yeah. Like, you could have been. You could have done why, that. Anyway. What's going on? He could be the next Black Panther. Sorry, that was the whole of Sure. I heard someone talking the other day about who's the next Black Panther, because Chadwick Bo- Boseman. Boseman. Um, anyway. Anyway. So, that's it. Go follow HEB. Go follow Lady Lodge or Lady Lodge Youth Camp. Go check out the Victims Fund if there's any other resources you can give to. Keep looking for ways to give to the community of Uvalde because in reality, they are all that matters in this situation. And this is a larger call to, as Texans, treat other Texans well. That's it. That's it. That's the tweet. Bye, Bye, y'all. Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter just might find her at the Whataburger line. Dance halls and women. But man, I'm wishing that I was fishing.